Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome to the Alter Tapes. It's a weekly podcast dedicated to Alter Shorts. I am Joe Lipset, and I'm joined by Bobby Torres. How you doing, Bobby? Hey, Joe. <laughs> What's up? How are you? <laughs> I am good, and I'm really excited because you and I were bantering back and forth about, like, which short do we want to cover? Which one has got us excited? And I was in the mood for one that's, like, contemporary. So we ended up picking Posies, which is written by R.H. Stavis and co-directed by Stavis as well as Catherine Fisher. So here's the logline for folks who haven't watched the short, which, shame on you. Go and give the short its downloads. Yes, please. As people begin to devolve into monsters, one woman attempts to hide her transformation by placing flowers under her skin. So this short stars Anna Diop as Maddie, our protagonist? Question mark? Maybe. As (laughs) well as Andy Favreau as Jack, who is the guy that she is dating? Question mark. (laughs) Yes. 
So, Bobby, tell me about your first impressions of watching Posies. My first impression. So when I first hit play, I fell in love because, for one, if people don't know already, I, I talk about this a lot on, you know, platforms, YouTube, podcast, and whatever. Um, I'm a huge fan of just uh, music and okay. uh, movies and cinematography. And the way that this opened up and, like, even when she was going on, you know, heading to her date and the music that was playing behind it, it just it mm-hmm. fit this short perfectly. But um, let me just go back. <laughs> so, okay. in the beginning... I cringed a lot, but also was very like invested into the conversation that was happening on the television. But mm-hmm. I was also cringing a lot because I felt uncomfortable with open wounds and people stuffing things inside of them. Ooh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. And I was just like, Ugh. yeah, it's a weird one, right? Because in some ways, you could actually remove a lot of the horror from this, and it would just be a kind of beautiful relationship drama. Like, we're talking about, what, 14 minutes with credits, and it's two people, it's all about how this relationship is falling apart, as this woman is also literally falling apart, and society is starting to turn into monsters. But... What really struck me, you know, I like that you brought up the music right off the bat because the music and the production design for me is really where this short is at. Like, it's just so pretty to look at. And then the music accompaniment is really elevating it. Mm -hmm. And this actress um, that plays Maddie, she's beautiful. Like, I was just looking at her and I was like, I was just staring at her. All right. So the first time I watched this, I wasn't really (laughs) paying attention on what they were saying (laughs) on the television because I was just staring (laughs) at her because I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, but then also I was seeing her stuff, flower petals inside her skin and, you know, her open wounds. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, why is she doing this to herself? But she's so gorgeous. But then the second time I watched it, I was just like, all right, let me actually listen to what's actually happening in the background while, you know, she and while she's doing this because that's important. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that too, because I've watched this three times. Like the first time when I was just kind of looking around Alter trying to find shorts that I was interested in talking about. And I, I kind of skimmed through it and was like, okay, this looks suitable. I love Anna Diop. Like, fucking love her. I've seen her on Titans. I saw her in this uh, Sundance movie that's coming out later on this year called Nanny. She's amazing. She's, we'll have more to say about her in a bit. But yeah, so I saw that she was in it, got a sense of the short and thought, okay, I'm really liking this. So we selected this. And then I went back to rewatch it casually and when I started the video, I didn't realize that I had started it about 30 seconds in. So I missed most of what was being said on the TV. And I was like, huh, that's funny. I thought there was more context to what was going on here so that the ending makes more sense. And why is she putting the flower petals in? Right. And it was only after I went and rewatched it the third time, right before we recorded, that I realized, oh, right. Yeah, it's on that TV. And it's super important because it's yeah. all of the context. Exactly. A lot of times, like, and I, I'll say this, like, even watching, like, a big feature films, like, if something like this was to happen, like, on Dawn of the Dead or whatever horror mm-hmm. movie, I would say that i probably not going to be paying attention to what the radio person is saying <laughs> or on the television, even though that's probably the most important part. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, you know, it's kind of like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen throughout the rest of the movie. 
And then it takes the second time for me to, oh, shit, maybe I should have paid attention to that. Right. <laughs> Same for this movie here. Um, but the whole <laughs> rose petals and the skin thing, like, I I was wondering why she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And even, like, reading a description for the short I'm, and seeing a picture of this, like, monster, I'm like, yeah. okay, is these flowers going to, like, be in her skin and somehow does something to it's her body it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no it's not she's actually um i guess putting it inside her wounds so it prevents it from smelling i believe because i believe mm-hmm. back in the day that's what they would do to prevent you know open wounds like that from um causing a stench and also covering up things so when she goes on her date and he's like oh like you know what's the smell whatever it's real earthy and she's like oh yeah it's a new perfume and mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, she's pretty much in flowers. Well, you know, have flowers inside of her. But but by right. the end of the short, what happens, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like how the flowers come out is just it's yeah. interesting. It was it was very interesting. And I love that part. Yeah, it reminded me of things like perfume, the story of a murderer where the guy is literally attracted to the smell of virgins and he's trying to like bottle it Mm. so that he can sell it because the idea of pheromones as an attractive component in potential mates or even the people that you don't that you don't end up connecting with I thought that that was a really intriguing way of placing this like because yeah on the surface level She's doing it to cover up the smell because she's concerned that her body is starting to decay or transform. But I also like this yeah. idea that the whole short is about chemistry, right? You know, it's about how is she still connecting with this Jack person? And it's not until right, right before the end of the short that we realize she's been lying to him. She's been cheating on him, but they still have some kind of connection. And I like that moment where you think, oh, maybe they're going to have sex and things will be okay. And then that's when the transformation happens and all the petals burst out of her. It's such an amazing shot too. Yes, it is. It was beautiful. Like I, I I was a little iffy because I mean, I know we're going to talk about it more, but after she was just confessing everything and all the things that she had done. And then Mm -hmm. like, usually, you know, if you, if you tell your partner or something like that, of course they're going to be angry. I didn't expect him to probably like jump in bed with her still after all of that. Right. But at the same time, like no shade, he's a dude and dudes <laughs> at times don't care. <laughs> if they're getting some, it is what it is, I guess. And he's probably going to be mad afterwards and then probably never speak to her again. Or, you know, I don't know. Well, clearly he's not going to do that now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, their relationship definitely seemed like it had gone through some ups and downs. Like, I thought it was interesting how the short unpacks information at a relatively slow rate. Because even at the beginning of the short, when she first picks up the phone after she stopped listening to this news report, we have no idea who she's talking to. We know that she's going on a date. And then we don't know, like, I thought it was a first date the first time I watched the short because I wasn't sure she actually knew this person. And then it's only over time that we start to learn, okay, they've done this before. They've, They've been intimate for a couple of years at least, but it seems like it's been on again, off again. So I think the short is really clever with how it slowly unspools information. Yeah, I agree. Um, when I first watched this, I thought this was the first date as well. But then when they are at the dinner table and they're talking about um, what's happening, you know, in the world and stuff, she seems to be more like 
concerned and he's just like eh whatever just, mm-hmm. you know. oh yeah he does not seem concerned at all and honestly living through a pandemic i was just like fuck i know people like this where it's yes. just like oh whatever i don't really care Joe, and you're just yes. like no you need to pay attention to what i'm saying to you right now. exactly i would probably say this is the only relatable part for me because it's just this is what's going on in the world right now in that sense mm-hmm. but also like if you go back into the beginning they also mentioned about oh well we have like you know a modern day hitler in the white house mm-hmm. and stuff so obviously that's referring to donald trump yeah, oh yeah yeah and then that's kind of reflecting on reality you know in our real world right now and he even mentioned something like that at the the dinner table so he just comes off as just like eh, it's fine like it is what it is like this mm-hmm. is just a pattern it's gonna you know all he's pretty much saying the world is shit right now but then it's gonna be good again and then it's just gonna keep recite it's just gonna keep going back and forth so he wasn't really concerned yeah. about anything but you could tell with her it's affected her, obviously, because this is, you know, what's going on as far as, I guess, the reason why she's getting these open wounds and stuff like that is, you know, part of the reason why she's more concerned because this is affecting mm-hmm. her and not necessarily affecting yeah. him. So, yeah, it it's just so weird to me because the short is really introduced as almost a battle of the sexes, right? So in this television program that she's watching, there's one man and two women. And I like that you referenced Dawn of the Dead because that's immediately where I went to because that's exactly how that film opens. And it's providing a lot of contextual exposition that will frame the kind of dynamic to come in that film. So I thought that that was very clever here. But part of the conversation that they have is like okay so they're introducing this idea that society might be devolving but then it immediately becomes a gendered issue and the man yep. accuses the two women of like oh well didn't women really cause all of this and it's adam and eve and you're like yeah okay wait so we're referencing trump we're talking about women's rights and blaming women and bringing yep. it into religion this shit is super topical. So by the time we finally get to it the is. dinner table between Maddie and Jack, and she's very like emotionally invested, and yes, obviously, it's because she's been affected directly by it, but he's so casual and laissez-faire. I was like, mm, okay, this is very telling. Yeah, very telling. And I just felt bad for her. And you could just tell like she was over it, and she was like, all right, I, I just need to go, whatever. But then... She also, as I guess she's walking away, start just confessing more shit <laughs> that she mm-hmm. had done and stuff. But before I get to that, I, I have to say, when they first meet up and before they sit down, it's like a purple um, hue in the background mm-hmm. behind them. And then when they sit down, that purple hue turns like red. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like stays there. And I was like, oh, that's, that's very interesting. And that shot of them just like sitting across from each other. Mm-hmm. I find it just so beautiful to me. Again, I look at stuff like that, and I'm just like, hmm. Because they 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 stayed on that shot for a while, too, especially with the colors changing. I was just like, mm-hmm. maybe there's something behind this, because what was the reason from it going purple to red? Unless this was just color changing lights in the background, but I didn't really see it change that many times. So I was mm-hmm. just, I'm curious in it, but I love that shot. Huh, that's interesting because I hadn't really noticed that, but I wonder if it was the lighting changes to suggest that something will be different about their relationship after yeah. what they're about to say. But I I do want to give a shout out to production designer Emily Kingston because, I mean, I love Maddie's apartment. I think it has a kind of old school Hollywood glamour. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. 
oh, it's a woman who has maybe gone to rot, almost like a Victorian lady. But when we get to this date, it's very earthy. Like the whole frame is dominated by plants. And which I love. It's so pretty, right? It is. I think it's very like naturalistic and telling, particularly after that Adam and Eve kind of Garden of Eden conversation that the people Mm. on the panel were having. So I was like, oh, they're regressing. But also like, look at this. It's almost like a return to nature kind of vibe. I love that you picked up on it. That is so dope. You're so right because, like, if you when you do look at her apartment, it is real earthy. Like she has like mm-hmm. like bamboo like things, and again yes. she has flowers, obviously. So and she's stuffing them in her skin, and then obviously he makes a comment about her smelling earthy, and mm-hmm. and again, like you said, it just it, it it does have that Victorian, but also slash I don't know, like. Like, she's kind of given up. Like, there's a an interesting fatalistic bent to this whole short, right? Like, oh, it's the last date, so I'm going to confess all of my sins because I'm probably going to die soon. And that's inherently sad, and I think Anna Diop does a fantastic job of that. But then oh, yes. this production design is, like, really feeding into that, where, I don't know, it it's tragic and also uncomfortable... It is. It's tragic, uncomfortable, but beautiful at the same time. Yes. It, like I, my emotions was all over the place with this one, and I love when movies and shorts or you know TV shows can do that to me because it makes me want to keep revisiting it and also pick at it to see what was going on behind that I missed or is there other things in there, you know, that was put in the short or the movie and we wasn't really supposed to pick up on it but it was in there in secret and I, it makes me want to just keep going back and just find more and little, little small things so mm-hmm. this was a great one and also I, again with just the cinema cinematography it, it was beautiful because even going into her apartment when they came back from you know the date and stuff the lights again you have like your little purple mm-hmm. <laughs> lights and stuff and like and i just i love it and i think even before that it was green and then it transitioned to purple and i thought about vamp automatically because you know in the movie vamp oh, it was like okay. <laughs> that movie okay. just like purple and greens everywhere <laughs> for no it's reason so <laughs> right but it's, it's beautiful but it's there for no reason like the street lights are green and purple why we don't know but it's there mm-hmm. <laughs> but in this here it's just it's great and i also picked up on something too right when maddie was just confessing saying that i cheat on you with you know steve and you know michael and joseph or whoever mm-hmm. <laughs> behind them um there was a picture well uh, a painting of malcolm x and it says know thyself oh. and okay. Even though Malcolm X didn't say that, but it's interesting that they had Malcolm X in the background and then it says, know thyself. Mm -hmm. So do you think there was any symbolism between that? That is interesting because I definitely picked up on, as I mentioned, the kind of gender division in the short, but it's also kind of impossible not to read the fact that, okay, so we're talking about women regressing. Our lead character is a black woman. She does confess to having multiple affairs. One of them is also with a woman. So we're dealing with like a Mm -hmm. a queer kind of perspective, which I appreciated just how casually that's put in there. And it's not a big deal. Same. But yeah, the, the inclusion of the kind of know yourself and then Malcolm X also adds an interesting kind of racial dynamic because... 
I don't know. Do you feel like there's a commentary here on the fact that she's a, a woman of color and here's this like white, presumably cishet dude who just like does not care while she's caught in her emotions? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Like, I was curious because I'm just like, well, I'm pretty sure there were like different murals and stuff like that. But I, cause I think I've seen as they were passing by that I've seen a couple more, but it went by so quick. But then they stopped at the mm-hmm. Malcolm X one. So I was just like, well, huh, why there? So, I mean, I, I, I need to do my research a little bit more, but I need to dig deeper <laughs> into that or maybe watch this a couple of times because I'm unsure. I mean, I appreciate it because I love Malcolm X. And mm-hmm. obviously Know Thyself is, I mean... The reason why this is happening in the world, I should say, is that, like, if you do horrible things, it's like a bad karma in a sense. Like, pretty much mm-hmm. if you're a monster inside, it's going, it's going to show outside. It's a metaphor for saying, like, what's eating you up inside will eventually show outside. That's how I took it. And okay. when they stopped in front of that, know thyself. So I think it was perfect for her to, at that moment, confess everything right then and there. Regardless, if she was still was going to transform into this monster. But mm-hmm. I think for him, maybe that was just something that he needed to know. And maybe even see, like, we don't know if he's dead because it goes off. Like, you see her, right. obviously, when she transforms, she chomps or whatever. And it insinuates that is at home but we don't know that because it just goes at the camera but if they was to do like a sequel maybe you know he's alive or something and he could probably like oh well this actually what happens when you hold stuff and you hold all these like fucked up things you did in your life Mm -hmm. and this is you know you you turn into literally a literal monster so i took that whole know thyself uh situation I took it as that pretty much like she was just letting all her sins go she was like here we go that's who I am I did this to you I did that I cheated on you with my mouth I'm just giving you everything right now so this is who I am Mm -hmm. that's so interesting I definitely want to spend a little bit of time talking just about the ending and what we think either does or doesn't happen and so on but I'm intrigued by your reading that this is a manifestation of like, if you're a bad person on the inside, then it will be reflected on the outside. Because I definitely felt that Maddie thought that, but I didn't Mm -hmm. feel that as an audience member. And now I'm trying to process whether it's just because I like Anna Diop too much as an actress, or I felt like she was so... Like, I had so much empathy for the character because of her performance that right. even when she was talking about all of the bad things that she's done in her life, I was kind of agreeing with Jack and excusing her behavior because I thought, well, everybody does do that. Does that really mean that you deserve to turn into a monster? And I couldn't right. I couldn't take it that far. Right. And, and look, everybody's not perfect. And I'm pretty sure Jack did some horrible things, too. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah, so I feel like maybe, again, it goes back to the conversation in the beginning where they're going back and forth talking about, oh, well, it's women's fault and while what's going on is like happening. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's, like, again, like, with shorts, you really don't get too much. <laughs> they just, like, throw the stuff no. at you and you're just like, here you go. Figure it out for yourself for the rest of the way. Or you want to, let you know, exactly. talk, hit up the door, you know? So, I think yeah. I just, I think there is more to it. And, again, maybe this is probably a man-made disease or something like that. And for some reason they're throwing it on the women on here and they're not mm-hmm. helping them out with this. Um, but again, cause we're only looking at it from her 
point of view. Like we don't see anybody that else going through this, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's how I took it. I took it as that just because again, listening to what was happening on the television and then just have her having her at the dinner table, you know, just confessing everything that she did from when she was a little girl up until she was an adult and being in a relationship. And I guess if you let guilt be mm-hmm. bottled up in you, even stress, like I would say stress kills in real life situations. Like if you stress too much about things, I feel like stress can manifest into something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Physical symptoms, right? Exactly. So I feel like for her, I think she's just so hard on herself and she's just guilty about everything that, you know, she's done throughout her life that is actually physically manifesting and you, mm-hmm. you're seeing it, you know? And again, I don't know if this is what everybody else is going through in the world particularly, but for her, that's how I took it. Yeah, I kind of took it as she found out that she was starting to devolve. And so she started to question, okay, well, why is this happening to me? And she felt like, upon reflection, oh, I've done all these bad things, and maybe that's it. Like, she was almost trying to rationalize, why is this happening to me? And yet, even as I'm saying this, I realize there isn't anything in the short that necessarily supports either of our readings, which to me confirms that the short is actually doing its job, right? Like it's Mm open-ended enough that we can speculate and hypothesize and infer our own readings as it's giving us enough information to understand what's happening, but not all of the additional context to be like, oh, this is the nature of the disease. This is how many people get it. Like, did you ever watch the Masters of Horror series? Um, I remember some of it vaguely. <laughs> like, I don't remember too much of it. Okay. So there was one. I'm probably going to get all of the details wrong. But I remember that there was, like, basically a disease that was driving men insane. And they would just kill women. So, obviously, oh like, a very gendered kind of form of violence. But it followed a woman and I think her daughters they were like trying to get to safety and they had to disguise themselves it you know it's a fairly common kind of premise that you can explore a lot of societal issues around but one of the things that I didn't like about that is that it just told you flat out like here's the thing it's happening to women men are the villains go and what I like about posies is that it hints, okay, there is a gendered aspect to this. Okay, there might be a racialized aspect. It might be dependent Mm -hmm. on people having done bad things and it's manifesting or not. Like, I love that it's giving us just enough of a tease without saying, here's the concrete facts. Because at the end of the day, we don't need them, but it sure makes it fun to speculate. Yeah, I don't don't mind it at all because like in most... (laughs) Like with shorts, again, it it makes you keep wanting more. And I did a couple of shorts that, you know, I've reviewed for here before and I wanted more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I wanted, like I wanted a sequel or I wanted like a second part or, you know, something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But again, like you said, the fun part in it is just like picking and figuring things out and just coming up with, well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's that. Maybe it's this. And it's Mm -hmm. also a great conversation. Yeah. So it's just like, I love it. And for this <laughs> short and for this short right here, again, it's so much going on with it. And like you said, it's so much to discuss because it could be so many things in it. And I would love to talk with like the directors and, you know, producers or, or the writers just to talk about like what 
made them come up with this concept and also mm-hmm. like why they chose to use somebody turning into a, a monster if my theory is correct about you right. know if you consider yourself a monster it's going to eventually show and mm-hmm. if that's correct i want to know why they chose that and if not i still want to know why they chose what they did <laughs> so <laughs> you're like i love that it's open-ended but also i want answers <laughs> Yes, like, because eventually it's just, it's going to keep bothering me. And if I revisit this, I'm like, all right, I love it, but all right, I need to know now. Because maybe it's, so, <laughs> it's something very smart behind it, and I want to know, because I'm I'm a curious person at times. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I love this, but eventually you need to give it up. I need to know. <laughs> okay, so speaking of things that we don't know the answers to, but we probably have lots of questions and ideas about... What do you think of this ending? Because I'm kind of on the fence about it. I feel like you're a little bit more positive than me, but I I don't mind that it ends on a cliffhanger. We don't know what happens to Jack, but how do we feel about the transformation and ending the short here? Uh, all right. So I did. I like. I didn't mind that. I just. I hate when things end abruptly. Mm-hmm. And it, I still have, you know, questions. <laughs> right. And for this here, like the creature design of what she, you know, what she turned into looked great. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. I wanted to yeah. see more of it. So I think that's like my biggest regret because I was like, I want to know what happens with her after mm-hmm. this, you know? Right. Um, but again, it just ends abruptly. Like you just see the rose, um, not the rose, but the flower petals just burst out of her body, which was great. We discussed this already, but it was gorgeous shot. And then he looks at her and she's this monstrous, you know, being. And Mm -hmm. then she's just chomps at the camera. So you don't know. Again, I guess it's insinuating that she ate him or bit him or something. But again, you don't know. So I that's what's kind of bothering me because that's that's the part I do want to know. Like, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. why she looks this particular way is there more of this type of creature out there like this is what Ooh. you look like when you yeah you know i don't know it, it, it left a lot of questions but again that's what these shorts do so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i like the kind of idea that she drew him in and then ultimately he pays the price for agreeing to stay with her and their toxic relationship ends badly presumably whether or not that means that he gets turned into something like her like does he get infected by this or is he just simply dead that's you know right i guess we can read it whichever way we want i think the thing that bothers me the most and it's actually i i don't think i can even blame the filmmakers on this it's whoever decided on the still image for this short because this creature design Mm. as you said very brief it happens in the last couple of seconds of this 14 minute short and that is the thumbnail for posies yeah you know i ended up reading a couple of reviews on different websites because this uh apparently played a festival circuit before it landed at altar and there is a movie poster and it's kind of like an old watercolor of maddie sitting in front of her vanity and you can see the demon reflected in a tiny mirror and okay it's really gorgeous it's really pretty and i just thought you know what that's actually more representative of what this short actually is 
Whereas the thumbnail of this creature design, great as it is, I think is so misleading that people are going to watch this and they're going to be like, well, where's the creature? I clicked on this because that's what I want. And that's not what the short is. Right. That was me. <laughs> no lie. Like, I was like, all right, this is cool. But I thought we were going to get more of this creature. Where's my monster? <laughs> Yeah, like, where's the monster? And when it happened, I was like, oh, shit, there it go. Oh, shit, it ended. Mm -hmm. And now it's over. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Wow, okay. And honestly, I do think it's a great way to end the short. You know, it's a big, like, ooh, wow, fuck yeah moment. And then it's over. A cliffhanger like we expect with a short, it leaves us wanting more. So it's doing what it needs to. But I I worry that people are going to think that this short is not as exciting or it's not what was promised to them. And I... I think there's so much value to the short in the beauty and the performances and even the intriguing elements that we've been trying to wrap our heads around to sell it on just the creature design. I, I, I disagree with that marketing strategy. Yeah, I get you. But then again, you might have some people that are opposite, you know, they're like, they go into it for the creature design. Right. And then when they actually watch it and realize Mm -hmm. how great the short is and they'll see the creature they're like oh well that's it but the rest of the short made up for it like it's still cool you know what i mean like i'm okay with it (laughs) i'm so cynical and you're so optimistic you're like no people might be won over by the short and i'm like no people are gonna not like the short because it's a bait and switch (laughs) are two very different personalities right there but no yeah i love it though it's great because again they are those type of people out there like for me i think i'm speaking for myself because that's how mm-hmm. i was again going into this like i'm thinking this we want to see more of this creature and right. then going into it like this short like i was in love like again just mm-hmm. how it looked um the performance the music just you know the story the little story that we got like i was just like oh damn and i kind of forgot about the monster for a right. bit because i was so involved in what was going on with maddie and i'm just like mm-hmm. all right well, well you know and i forgot and then when she was transforming i was like oh shit the monster oh yeah there we oh, go shit, here we go right oh yeah that thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when we get there i'm just like oh well damn that was cool but oh i wanted more now mm-hmm. now that we got it so i just um maybe if it was 30 minutes like if we got a little a little bit if it was a little bit longer then it would have been cool mm-hmm they could do a little something more with the monster but yeah that's what it did for me like i i low-key forgot about it and so we got to that point <laughs> that's too funny okay so thinking if we got a sequel to this or yeah if we got a 30 minute version you would want that added to the end or you would want to follow up about more monster stuff or maybe what happens to jack is that right yes i want a little bit more monster stuff and maybe what happened to jack if he was eaten up, cool. If he was turned, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or if there's just a little bit more info on what's going on in the state of the world with people, you know, devolving or whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, I want to know just a little bit more. You don't have to give it to us all, but just give us a little bit something, especially for a 30-minute short, if that's what it's going to be. Right. See, I like the last idea. Like, give us a little bit more about this world because we've gotten a kind of entrance into it right and i don't necessarily want all the answers but i would be intrigued to have a little bit more about like either show me patient zero so show me the first person that this happens to and how people Mm. react to them when they start to realize it's going to happen to more people or this is a very weird one 
flesh out that panel like treat it like a proper dawn of the dead opening where you give me the whole segment as the world is falling apart yes yes i love that that would be so cool yeah i'm i'm only still just dipping my toe into alter shorts now that we're doing this as like our, our collaborative group effort so i'm basically watching along with the show on the episodes that i'm not on so i don't have like a deep bench of shorts knowledge But sometimes I do get sad that people don't make sequels or that they don't draw on previous shorts or or connect them because I so I think there's so many opportunities to like expand and build upon and that kind of thing. I know that that's ultimately not really the point. Like a lot of people, they've they've got a great idea and they do the short or they do it as a proof of concept and then they make a feature or something like that. But I don't know. I I love the idea of sort of serializing some of these. Yeah. Again, I would like some of the ones I've did and even some of the ones like um, listening back to like other episodes with everybody on here. Like it was so many shorts that I would love Mm -hmm. to see. Right. How it would be adapted into a full feature film like Uh, this right here, you know, because it has the potential. Yes. I would fucking watch a feature length version of this in a heart. Oh, but yes. it has to have Anna Diop in it. That's, that's oh, yeah. my concession. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. Uh, just because I was, I, I was in love. But I absolutely agree with you. And if not, if they can't give us that, or if it's not in the works, like I would, can y'all do like a follow up, please? Mm. I would love to get one because this was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our plea to R.H. Stavis and Catherine Fisher. Please make a sequel of some kind because we want to spend more time in this world. Yes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So, Bobby, if you had to give this short a rating out of five, what would you say? Mm, out of five, I would give it a... Well, Joe, you know you and I have history on my rating, <laughs> <laughs> especially on Letterboxd. Oh, but I'm sorry. I've called you out publicly. <laughs> yeah, but I love... You know what? It was fun. It was fun. And you know what? I am too generous, but guess what? If I love something, I love it. I'm giving it all mm-hmm. this props. But for this one here, I give it I give it a four out of a five, just because again, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Again, like everything I said about it, it's just a beautiful short, and I can and even the acting was great, and just the meaning behind it for what I thought it was was great. Mm-hmm. And just uh, I would like to see more of this, you know. So I give it a four. Right. If they just gave us a little bit more of what was going on in this world, because they just gave us that hint in the beginning then yeah, I probably would give it a little bit more of a higher rating, um, especially if mm-hmm. not giving us many mo- um, of the monster moments, especially because like you also said, that they had this thumbnail of this creature, but we only get like maybe 10 seconds of it, yeah. probably not even that. So if we got a little bit more of this monster, yeah, this would give it a little bit of a higher rating. Okay. How about you? I think, I'm a little bit more comfortable with not having all of the answers. And I guess because I wasn't as driven by the monster stuff, I I really did end up falling in love with all of the relationship stuff. So I think I'm going to give this about a four and a half because I I really enjoy this. I think it uses its 14 minute runtime well to build out 
less so Jack, but definitely Maddie to a character that you deeply care about so that that final interaction when she does transform, it's beautiful and it's horrific and it really packs a punch. Yes, I love that and I agree with you. Okay. Well, Bobby, if people want to wax poetically, or maybe if they have any insight into that Malcolm X mural, how would they get a hold of you? Well, if you need to get a hold of me, um, you can find me at Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S, on Twitter and Instagram. Bobby likes to spook you on YouTube. And you also can uh, hit me up on people underscore scares on uh twitter and instagram that's the podcast i'm on with my buddy michael brown and yeah you can find me all on those platforms and stuff nice okay and if people want to get a hold of me to talk about anna diop and how fucking amazing she is i can be reached at b still my remote and that's the letter b and of course i can also be heard on horror queers every wednesday and that is at horror queers so I guess that's a wrap on another week of the Ultra Tapes. Big thanks to the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network for hosting the show. Uh, folks, tell us what shorts you're watching on Ultra this week because we'd love to get some recommendations for future episodes. And without further ado, Bobby and I are going to say a goodbye. Bobby, say goodbye. A goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.